welcome back to the Bible Said What podcast. My name is Elizabeth Pitts, and I'm going to be your host today. I am super excited for today's podcast episode because it's kind of like a sequel. Well, I guess it's more of like a prequel um, to last week's episode or the episode we did two weeks ago. Um, but that one was called Five Things That I Wish I Knew Before I Went to College. Um, and you guys seem to really enjoy that. Um, I think it's fun to give like the practical advice and like the big sister advice as well as doing those deep biblical theological dive-ins like we do. Um, And so, yeah, I asked on the Instagram, I was like, all right, hey, do you guys want more of these kinds of topics? And you guys said yes. So now instead of doing five things I wish I knew in college, we are going to do five things that I wish I knew during high school. So I'm super excited. I think it's going to be really good. And these are things, like I said with the last episode in college, these are things that I wish someone had sat me down and told me either before or during high school. Um, And high school is a huge season of growth. I loved high school. I thought high school was great, but it's definitely not easy. Um, And there's definitely a lot of growing pains that happen in high school. There's definitely a lot of change that happens in high school. And it is a very pivotal time where you're shaping who you are, um, your identity in Christ, and just the foundation of your faith, which I think is a super cool time. I loved working with high schoolers um, this year at camp. It was great because my first summer I worked at camp, I worked with middle schoolers and I love middle schoolers. You guys are absolutely amazing. Um, and then this summer I got to work with both middle schoolers and high schoolers. And that was so much fun just having all those different conversations. And actually, if you were one of my campers, you probably heard me say one of these things to you at some point during our conversation. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. I'm just excited. It's going to be a good episode. But of course, like I did with our college episode, I went on our Instagram um, to get the wisdom of some of our podcast party people. So some of the advice that they wish that they knew in high school. Let's see. Jeremiah says, relying on God is better than seeking others' affirmation. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Um, The human being great name, says, don't get so hung up on trying to make everyone like you. Just enjoy your time. That is so true. Y'all, high school flies by so fast. College so far is flying even faster. Um, But high school goes by so fast. And before you know it, you're graduating and wondering, why have I wasted all of this time seeking other people's approval, seeking other people's affirmation, um, when you could have just enjoyed it? So, so true. And then Macy says, God puts you in that high school for a reason. It is your mission site each and every day. Macy, that is so true. I love that piece of advice. Oh, all right. Well, I think, is it my dad or my neighbor? Someone is mowing their lawn right outside of my little podcasting area. So if you hear just like a little little buzz go by, just, just, just ignore it. It's fine. It's just a fun little background noise. Well, that being said, let's get into it. High school for me was a positive experience. I genuinely loved high school. I thought it was so much fun. I played volleyball in high school. I did theater in high school. I was a part of, oh my gosh, I was in a bunch of different clubs, um, super involved. And then, of course, with my youth group, I loved my youth group. Fun fact, my mom was actually my youth pastor growing up, except for my, what, the last two years, my junior and senior year. So shout out to all my PKs out there. It was fun, though. I liked having my mom as my youth pastor. All of that being said, I did 
a lot of things in high school. I, like I said, was very involved. I, you know, put a lot of my worth in my accomplishments. And that ties into my first piece of advice. And my first piece of advice is you are not defined by what you do. That means your worth is not found in your accomplishments and it's also not diminished by your mistakes. This is something that I wish I had known because I started to put a lot of my validation, a lot of my overall value in the things that I was producing, in the things that I was accomplishing, in the things that I was doing. And what I didn't realize that I was doing is that by doing that, I was putting all of my worth in what other people thought of me. Not only was I putting my worth in what whatever, whoa, 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 stumbling over my words. Not only was I putting my worth in what other people thought of me, but I was also putting it in how I was benefiting them and not benefiting myself, if that makes sense. And yes, as Christians, we are called to love and we are called to serve others. And we are called to do whatever we do to the best of our ability because we do that through the Lord and through the gifts and the talents that he's given us. However, I took that away from the spiritual aspect of the Lord has given me this gift. The Lord has given me this platform and this ability. And I self-focused it into a, I have to do this so that this person thinks that, you know, I am this amazing, you know, whatever that would be. Like, writer, I did writing competitions. I actually genuinely loved those, though. Or maybe, like, I wanted people to think that I was this diligent, hard worker. I wanted people, and all those things, it's good to pursue those things. It is good to pursue excellence. Like, that is what we're called to do. However, we are supposed to pursue excellence with a humility of, I am doing this for the glory of the Lord, and I am utilizing the talents and the skills he has given me. Um, And I did not do that. And because of that, it turned very self-deprecating very quickly. And then whenever I would mess up, I would get so paranoid. I would mess up and it would impact me way too, way too much, (laughs) so much more than it should have been um, because it was not attacking my ability. It was not attacking something that I did. It was attacking me because I took it way too much to heart. So that is my first piece of advice is you are not defined by what you do Um, and your your mistakes, whoa, your mistakes do not diminish you. Apparently I can't talk today. I'm stumbling all over my words. My second piece of advice. They aren't talking about you. I pinky promise they're not talking about you. You know what I mean. You know what I mean too. I remember coming home um, almost almost every day whenever I was in about ninth grade and my mom would ask, you know, Elizabeth, how is school going? And I'd be like, oh, they were talking about me again. And she was like, who? Like, what are they saying about you? And I'm like, I don't know. I just know that they're talking about me. And my, my mom was like, honey, <laughs> in high school, everyone has this major spotlight effect. And it's fair because you're growing up, you are shaping your own identity, you're shaping your own individuality and your own creativity. But it can, because you know, you're in that phase, I completely get it, I was there, where everyone can be very self-focused. And I mean this in the kindest way possible because it's not like arrogance, it's not cocky. That's just part of growing up and part of that phase. I hope I'm making sense. Um, But in our minds, Everyone is critiquing us, right? And so we hyperanalyze everything that we wear, how we speak, who we speak to, who we hang out with. And here's the point. Everyone's doing that. You see what I'm saying? Everyone is thinking that about themselves. And so they're not actually focused on us as much as we think that they are. I wish someone would have sat me down, looked at me and been like, honey, 
you are not the biggest deal in their life. Like, you know what I mean? In the nicest way possible. And the thing is, that is a huge relief that we are not the focus of everyone's, you know, critique or everyone's analysis, because that's true. Everyone is analyzing themselves so much more than they are analyzing you, I promise. And here's the thing. If people are, like, legitimately, like, talking about you, if they are being judgmental, critical, because people are judgmental in high school, that's fair. Or it's not necessarily fair. It's real. I get it. But if people are talking about you, if you feel like people are judging you or perceiving you in a negative light that is false... That says so much more about them than it says about you. That does not testify to your character. That testifies to their character because that is them projecting their own insecurities onto you. And that is them projecting their own hurtful self-analysis onto you. And they may not even realize that they're doing that. Um, The Hebrew word for gossip is Lashon Hara, and it literally means evil tongue. Um, And that's something that I learned from my mom whenever I was in high school and just how gossip and slander is truly from the tongue of evil. And evil is lies. It is not true. It is a distortion of the beautiful image that God created us in. My third piece of advice, you don't have to have your entire life planned out. Do you need a somewhat of a plan? Like after high school, you want to know what you want to do? Yes, definitely like apply to colleges if that's what you want to do. Trade schools, look into those things. But what I mean when I say you don't have to have your life planned out is you don't have to have it planned out to the smallest detail because that's what I did. And here's the thing. I don't like living in the unknown. And so that's why I did that. In my head, I was like, all right, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to like get a boyfriend freshman year. I'm going to date him all throughout college. We're going to get married. I'm going to have kids at, you know, this age. And I'm going to do this in my life and this in my life. And every single tiny detail I had like nailed down, planned down. That was what I was going to do. That was going to be my life. And then literally like a month into college, two months into college, I started realizing, oh, I'm going to change my major. Oh, Me and my high school sweetheart just broke up. Oh, this is not, you know, little tiny details kept changing. And that plan that I had in my head started kind of, kind of breaking down, which is totally okay because no matter how much we plan our lives, no matter how much we think we know how it's going to go, we really don't. Um, There's that phrase that says, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Dude, God was laughing so hard with me in high school. (laughs) Um, But yeah. You don't have to stress about your life being planned out to the entire detail. You are a teenager. You are, I'm assuming, 14 to 18 years old. You are going to meet so many different people. You are going to be exposed to so many new different experiences, so many new opportunities. Something that I think is so beautiful about being the age that we're we're both at right now is that we have not even met half the people that we're going to love the deepest in our life. And I think that is so exciting and it's scary to think about the future and it's scary to think of the unknown and to live in this, this space of not knowing, 
But there's also something so beautiful about putting it in the Lord's hands and being like, Lord, I know that there's going to be people, experiences, opportunities that I'm going to absolutely fall in love with in the future. And I surrender that to you to bring those to me and to draw me to those to those things. And first of all, that's a great foundation of our faith in placing our absolute trust in the Lord to guide us into what he wants for our life. But it's also exciting in a way that knowing like our God is faithful and our God loves us. He wants the best for us. And so when we put our plans into his hands, they're not going to fail and they're going to be abundantly more than anything we could ask or imagine. And that just, oh, I love it. (laughs) My fourth piece of advice is to be intentional with what you are consuming. And this is because everything that we put in is what we put back out. And what we put in determines the focus of our mind and most importantly, the desires of our heart. With our generation, this is such a prominent issue and it's such a prominent concern because we are the most technologically advanced generation in existence up until now, if that makes sense. Like our parents did not have the phones that we have. They didn't have the, you know, just the overall technology, social media generation. They didn't have those same things that we have. And so we have the most access, the most connection to the outside world and to things of the world. We have more access to that than any other generation before us. That is something that is super cool and that can definitely be beneficial. But it's kind of one of those situations where it's like with great power comes great responsibility. You know what I mean? And it can be really dangerous if it's left unchecked. And this can go as extreme as being, you know, having easy access to like pornography and, you know, films that circle around like lust and aggression and all of these things. Or it can be something as simple as like we scroll through TikTok and we hear all these sounds and these songs get stuck in our head and they are not songs that are focused on the things of the Lord. They are things that are focused on the world. And I'm not saying secular music is bad. I listen to secular music. The band Camino is like my favorite band ever. I'm seeing them in concert and I'm going to scream my head off. However, specifically like with things on TikTok, we hear the sounds over and over and over again. And if, you know, we have a favorite song, we listen to it over and over and over again. And we may not even realize it, but we internalize those lyrics and how those songs make us feel. And that is what we put back out because they get stuck in our head. We repeat them over and over again and they get stuck in our heart as well. So be super, super careful with the things that you put in because we, we got to guard our hearts as Christians. We are called not to live in the world. Uh, we'll, we'll, wait, blah, blah, blah. Messed up that sentence. We are not called to live of the world. We're called to be in the world, but not of the world. And our phones, the things that we consume, that is such an easy trap for the enemy to ensnare us in if we are not vigilant and if we are not watchful of guarding our hearts in that way. Even something as innocent as social media can turn into a jealous, a comparative obsession um, because we, you know, we talked about this last week. We scroll through, we see these perfectly curated images, these videos of, you know, these people and that make it, they make it want to seem like they have it all together. It's their highlight reel. And without even realizing it, we can get comparative um, and we start copying what we, what we see and what we like. So be intentional with what you're consuming because it determines 
focus of your mind and the desires of your heart. And y'all, we got to guard our hearts, especially as Christians who are not called to be of the world. And that kind of flows into my next piece of advice. My fifth piece of advice, final little tip of guidance is start building the foundation of your faith now um, because you are going to need it later. And I think high school is such a fun age because you are determining what you believe. You are stepping into that, you know, individualism in your faith you're starting to make your own choices with that and with that there come a lot of questions a lot of curiosities maybe some doubts and it's completely okay to have doubts as long as you are in the search for truth out of those doubts and you don't sit at them because when we sit in our doubts we grow apathetic and I'm actually going to do a podcast episode on fighting spiritual apathy hopefully next week the week after but going back to this High school in in your faith specifically is a immense season of growth. So in that, I want to encourage you to go and find a mentor that can be a pastor, your youth pastor, a small group leader, someone who has sound theology and someone who has a biblical foundation, who has a heart for shepherding and for discipling and who is going to love to pour into you in that way. And you pursue them like absolutely if they come to you like, yes, wonderful. But also don't be afraid to reach out to someone and be like, hey, let's go get coffee. Let's go get ice cream. Would you mentor me? Could I ask you these questions that I have about Jesus and my faith? Um, And I promise you, they're going to love pouring into you. And that's going to be very fruitful for both of you. In addition, start making the habit of spending time individually with the Lord now. And at camp, that was a big question that I had from high schoolers is, Elizabeth, I want to start a quiet time. I want to start having that with the Lord, but I don't know where to start. And so if that is you, I get it. I was there once too. I would encourage you to find a devotional guide or find a devotional book um, to start, to start those quiet times, because that is going to give you a good direction. It's going to give you good structure. A lot of them have amazing like real life applications. Um, And so that can help center and focus your time with the Lord and help you build that habit and give you a way forward. So highly recommend that. And if you are like, Elizabeth, I don't really know my Bible. I want to start reading my Bible. And just that very first stepping stone of getting into the word, um, I would first encourage you to read a gospel. So I would encourage you to read specifically, I mean, they're all amazing. I would encourage you to read either Mark or John. So John is the most like detailed. um, And if you get academic with it, which you know, we're not there yet. Um, a lot of scholars would say that like Matthew, Mark, and Luke are kind of in a section. And then John is kind of its own account because it has so much detail. Um, I just got done reading John actually uh, two days ago. I loved it. So I would say start with John or start with Mark. And Mark is, in my opinion, the easiest one to read through in a narrative format. So yeah, and just familiarizing yourself with the character of Jesus and his ministry um, and why he came. Because, I mean, ultimately, that is why we are Christians, is because Jesus came down to earth to show us how to live, um, to do ministry, and then ultimately to die on the cross for our sins. And then we now have that amazing, amazing Great Commission where we get the privilege of going and telling other people about that and bringing them to Christ as well. So that's a good foundation, just knowing who Jesus is so we can know why we why we believe what we believe. Um, and then I love the Psalms. They're really good at um, relating, you know, our emotions in our faith. I mean, I could just, I could just go on and tell you all of my favorite biblical things, but I, I digress. I will, I will not today. Personally, my favorite book of the Bible is 
I like Philippians. I think my favorite chapter, though, is 2 Corinthians 4. I love 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and Isaiah 53. But all that being said, going back, if you're just starting to read your Bible, um, you just want to get in that quiet time with the Lord, get a devotional um, and read. start reading through Mark, John, and the Psalms. Yeah, Psalms, good Psalms. Oh, I could just go on this tangent, man. Psalms 46 is amazing. 72. Those are my favorites. Ah, I mean, there's so many good ones, but <laughs> we're not going to go on that rabbit trail today. But yes, that is all that I have for today. I hope this episode was beneficial. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you have any questions about anything that I talked about today or just questions about the Bible and faith in general, um, you can DM me at Bible said what with underscores between the words. That is our Instagram handle and TikTok. I've been more active on Instagram recently, but I'm going to get back on on the TikTok things. So yeah, and then don't forget to subscribe if you are watching on YouTube. And if you are on Spotify, don't forget to give us a follow. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Hope you have a great week.